This past week I did a Google search. I searched how to be happy. In half a second, over four point billion search results popped up on my screen. Many people have asked this question throughout the ages, how to be happy. And it seems like there is yet, uh, there's uh, an answer has yet to be found, which is why it's still being asked today, over 4.7 billion times, how to be happy. In today's gospel, we hear how some Greeks came to worship at the Passover feast. And they too, like many people today, are asking that same question. How can we be happy? And they, they begin in a, uh, in a good place. They come to the Apostle Philip, and their request is simple. Sir, we would like to see Jesus. Many times as we gather here at church, uh, the source of our happiness, our fulfillment, our satisfaction in life is found right here in front of us in church. The desire to see Jesus, the desire to see the word incarnate, the word that spoke you and I into existence, that's, that's a desire of every human person to, to see Jesus, Jesus who is the happiness and the longing of every human heart. There's an author, uh, a famous author, his, his name is G.K. Chesterton, and he once uh, penned these beautiful words, the man who knocks on the door of a brothel is looking for God. And this is the longing of every human heart. Every human person is yearning for God, regardless of our race, our sex, our nationality, our religion, uh, what our beliefs are. It's the universal desire of every human person to seek out happiness and fulfillment for their lives. As we were conceived and born into this world, a uh, law was written into our hearts. And we heard this in the first reading today. I will place my law within them, and I will write it upon their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Every human person experiences this irresistible, we might say, magnetic pull back to God. If we think about the solar system and how the planets orbit around the sun, the reason they're kept in orbit is because the sun has a gravitational pull that pulls the planets and uh, everything else in outer space back to itself. And God kind of has that gravitational pull in every human life. He pulls us back. He makes us desire himself as well. Uh, this desire to seek out Jesus, to see the face of God. It's been hardwired into the very fabric of our being, into the very marrow of our bones. We each have an attraction for Jesus, whether we know it or not. And Jesus speaks to you, in, to you and I in the gospel today. He says, whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, there also will my servant be. If we follow Jesus, where is Jesus going? Jesus is going to the way of the cross, the way of the cross which involves suffering, pain, and difficulties. And many times uh, we, we like to avoid pain and suffering. We have an aversion to it. We see this too in the human nature of Jesus as he suffers in the agony in the garden. 
he makes a prayer to the Father. Father, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering pass from me. Yet not my will, but your will. God permits suffering just as he permitted his own beloved son to die on a cross. We might say that the cross is joyful. There is joy in suffering. And how is there joy in suffering? It seems like an oxymoron. Joy in suffering is it's, it's an irony. It's an irony. But suffering is redemptive. As we see Jesus on the cross, he turns suffering, which is anything but good news, into something joyful. We might say that uh, we are an Easter people that know all too well what it's like to live in a Good Friday world. We, we follow Jesus who turns Good Friday, uh, the sorrow, the death of Good Friday, into the life and the joy of Easter Sunday. And we know that our suffering is a foreshadowing or taste of our own physical death that we will all experience one day. But it's not without hope. We have hope because when we look at the cross, we are reminded that there's a resurrection. There's an Easter resurrection after our death. And so just as Christ would go through his suffering and death on the cross, so also in our lives there are certain things we can die to, certain things we can sacrifice or give up, especially in this remaining time of Lent. Uh, In our gospel today, Jesus says, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains just a grain of wheat. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. That's an irony. To get life, we must first die. And it's through our death that we receive life. That doesn't make too much sense. But Jesus shows that the Father permits suffering so that he can bring us new life, healing, and uh, renewal, redemption. And what better way to die to ourselves during this holy season of Lent, to maybe give up old habits or old tendencies? What better way to do that than to go to the sacrament of confession? The sacrament of confession. I think we're so blessed this afternoon at the cathedral at 2 p.m. this afternoon. There's a penance service, and it's just a beautiful time just to go in and go before God to lay bare our sins, our bad habits, and to just receive that mercy and that forgiveness from the Lord. If we can't make the penance service this afternoon, there will be many, many opportunities for confession this week and even next week into Holy Week just to receive that mercy and that forgiveness from the Lord. And our uh, responsorial psalm today uh, speaks to this beautifully. Our response was, create a clean heart in me, O God. Every time we go to confession, that's our prayer before God. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Purify my heart. Purify my heart. I think there's a purification that happens of the heart. The heart is purified in suffering. And so today we have this beautiful opportunity to receive this beautiful grace from the Lord. As we gather at this Mass today, may we be receptive to the grace to allow ourselves to gravitate towards God himself, who alone can fill our hunger, who alone can bring us happiness and fulfillment, who alone can satisfy every one of our desires. 
May we listen to the law that has been written within our hearts, and may our hearts be made clean through the sacrament of confession in these last couple of weeks of Lent as we prepare to follow Jesus in the way of his cross next week during Holy Week.